Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Hey, one of the things, um, you know, we do in the studio during commercial breaks, we might, you know, surf around TV, might check out what else is on. Watching these uh, BMX guys that are going for height, and they get drugged down this, uh, what I call a board track, if you will, a straight board track, but they get drugged down for speed by big 450 or whatever, you know, whoever's pulling them. And they go up this ramp, and then there's a pole that they must ascend, if you will. And some of these guys are going 29, 30, 31 feet up in the air before they turn around. Here's what happens next. If you land correctly, cool. But if you don't, maybe you taco your front uh, rim, a lot of pressure on the back, of course, the forks. Um, Imagine the pressure, the pounds per square inch of energy that's exerted just by that downward return to earth. You know what I'm talking about, Jack? Yes, sir. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. No, not not easy, but if you... Misjudge that. Yeah, um, you're probably going to take a ride in an ambulance. Lane, Michael, have you ever done uh, BMX and and jump for height and that, uh, that kind of crazy stuff? Uh, not too much. When I was a kid, I kind of rode some BMX bikes a little bit, but yeah, I never got uh, never got too crazy into it. It's it's amazing, and and guys do get hurt. By the way, there will oh, be guys sure. that, that get knocked out, man. I tell you what, concussions are. Uh, a part of that uh, particular sport as well groomed ground for sure but man when you come down there's a whole lot of uh control that's been removed from your control lane michael our guest lane how are you yeah doing well just uh just out here in california doing some riding with uh some of my buddies so it's uh it's going good and what was it uh high yeah, high voltage, I think. You had a, a season-best eighth-place finish there. That was in early July, so just about a month ago or thereabouts. Uh, currently placed seventh overall in the Kenda Full Gas Sprint Enduro, uh, where you finished in fourth in 2016 and 2018. Um, what has been a difference maker for you this year, and, and where's the confidence? How do you feel? Uh, well, this year has been pretty pretty rough. Uh, I've only done a total of five races all year, just uh, – kind of got injured in a in a training incident in i think beginning of february and ended up breaking a collarbone and um had surgery on it once and then started riding again probably like seven weeks and um yeah i came back for steel creek was my first race back but unfortunately i busted an incision open on my arm and then let that heal i didn't even really let it heal i got Staples put my arm in that race the following weekend at a sprint duro and then oh, fun. another and then another GNCC. But then at the second GNCC I did for the year is at uh, Camp Coker, and 
I think I got seventh or eighth. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I was nowhere near ready to race, but showed up and gave it a go. And then, um, come to find out like two weeks later, I was getting ready to leave for the next race. My collarbone was bothering me and, um, ended up, it, it was broke again. The plate broken too. So, oh wow. It, yeah. So I had to have another surgery and, um, yeah. So, but I'm healthy now. And then I was able to get, uh, about three weeks on the bike before uh before that high voltage race so it's been uh it's been a rough year for sure but um you know i i feel like you know i'm headed in the right direction now um just been uh been keeping at it here we went to the beach for a week after uh well after high voltage we had another sprint enduro but then after that went to the beach a little bit just with some family and then uh yeah back to it feels uh feels wrong to kind of take a week off uh right now just without the years been so it's uh it's good to kind of keep at it and uh progress and get to uh get to where i want to be so as i've spent quite a bit of time in america's uh, hospitals some have well they all have something i like but there's at least one of them that uh, is just absolutely amazing is i know it's a silly question but is there a hospital that you just go wow you know if i'm going to be in a hospital for a while i want to be in that hospital uh i've only been to a couple so i can't speak too much for it um so yeah i mean nothing crazy like i've never had to have any over overnight stays oh wow like that's where it's where i've seen anything cool so <laughs> uh, I've just had to go in and get out. So, uh, and they're probably happy to see you, right? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not happy to see the bill. That's for sure. That's right. That's why we have something called insurance. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing we got it, too. Lane Michael, our guest on the very program. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, do you pay much attention to uh, the other racing that's going on, for example, with Shugel? Yeah, actually, I went to Washougal. Um, I, I flew out with uh, one of my buddies, and then that's kind of how I ended up here at, uh, out in California. He had to come do some testing, so I just kind of tagged along and called Husky up. They got me a bike, so just out here doing a little riding with them. That's cool. Now, when you can call up Husqvarna and say, hey, this is where I'm going to be. What do you got? Yeah, we'll be right there. You need a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> I could use one of those, too. Is it just that easy? Uh, well, it was a little pre little more pre-planned than that i had a few <laughs> days notice so i was able to uh i was able to have my gear bag with me so i have all that but uh yeah they were they were gracious enough to uh to get me a bike to ride while i'm out here so it's uh makes it nice well 2019 as you mentioned there have been some uh, hiccups and giddy offs but at the same time we're seeing results and it seems like uh what at high voltage you were an eighth uh, camp coker bullet and i, I do want to ask you about camp coker bullet here in a minute but uh ninth prior to that steel creek 21st uh and then we go all the way back into 2018 of course but uh mm -hmm. talk to us about camp coker bullet because we don't hear an awful lot about it but uh there's a a ton of guys out there that w with some respect can you talk to us about it yeah i mean uh camp cokers it's a tough race it's kind of got that sandy uh black dirt mix so it gets uh it gets super rough and kind of whooped out kind of similar to florida but it's just got that harder base so it's it can get pretty square edged and uh and then you got roots thrown it thrown in it too so it's uh definitely one of the more physically demanding races just with how you know, kind of rough it gets around the whole track. So it's kind of good that it's 
round four, so at least you get a few GCs under your belt, and then obviously you get Florida out of the way, which is probably one of the one of the toughest ones. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a brutal race. I mean, it's normally hot that time in South Carolina. I mean, you're starting, you know, kind of in April there, beginning of April when that race is. So it's pretty brutal race for sure you know tony wink doesn't mind humidity i think he's been uh, pretty clear pretty pretty creative in his description of what humid races are for him he's down at uh, loretta's right now by the way and uh yeah. I, i'm not a big fan of humidity okay i'd rather have it 68 degrees in my house than any kind of humidity how about you do you do you, do you react physically uh to a warm and humid climate more so than a cool uh climate with uh, let's say a high dew point yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I spend a lot of time kind of, or I have this year down in Florida kind of in it as I've uh, been back riding. So when I did go up to, like, when I did go up to for the high voltage race, like with the, the humidity, it was, it, I mean, it was brutal up there in July. I mean, it's still hot up there too. So I just think coming, like, if you train in it more often than when you do have a race that's, that's in it, it obviously makes it a little easier just because you're accustomed to it where if you were to just kind of come from a place that doesn't have too much uh, humidity or, or anything like that and you come to it, it just feels like it's about suffocating you. So uh, it's definitely one of those things. I think the more the more time you spend in it, uh, kind of the better it is and your body will adapt to it. I mean, the, the One of the things, uh, you know, I cover an awful lot of different types of sports and uh, periodically, even with all the years I've been in broadcasting radio and television, I still get a little bit starstruck. Uh, and Lane, you've been around the business for a while, the sport for a while. Um, is there still one of those guys you go, oh my God, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, let's say it's Michael Locker or whoever, I'll just throw a name out there. Is there, do you still get starstruck sometimes uh, being around some of these cats? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, I've kind of been able, not as much in GNCC, like you just kind of grown up with all those, all those guys, you know, so it's not, not kind of, you know, you don't have to pinch yourself by no means, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I've become, you know, pretty good friends with quite a few guys on the motocross side. And obviously as a kid, when you, you know, watching those, I mean, that's, you know, that's making it for off-roaders in a sense, you know, like, uh, that seems like that's where, you know, obviously your dreams as a kid that's where they started out but sure then obviously they changed but um yeah i've been able to you know be friends with quite a few of those guys so it's kind of it's kind of cool but i mean when you when you get down to it they're just like uh every other person i mean they're just kids and and uh just normal people as well what about x games any uh any interest there uh, I don't quite know what event I'd be able to compete in there. They got rid of enduro cross. That'd have been the only one I'd have ever had a chance to compete in. Really, other than that, I don't think there's uh, too much I'd be able to do there. I was scratching my head when they did that. I didn't quite understand why they did it, but obviously, it, as, as we we're talking with Michael Locke, American Flat Track earlier, you know, it really does boil down to money. Is there money to support the effort correctly? And if you're not going to yeah. do it correctly, why do it? Right. Yeah, right for sure. Uh, let's uh, give you a chance to uh, reel off your sponsor list, man. Who you got, Lane? Yeah, so this year I've had uh, Husqvarna. They stayed behind me. Um, and then I had uh, FXR Gear Company. They've uh, stepped up and been huge. And uh, Hoosier Tires, um, FMF, Scar Goggles, Bell Helmets. Um, we've got Mobius Knee Braces. And, you know, I'm sure there's quite a few others that kind of can't name off the top of my head but uh you know they've they've all benefited quite a quite a bit in my program this year and 
uh, it'd just be good to uh, to get him some results by the time the year's over. You know, you look at Hoosier and uh, done a lot of uh, announcing of car races over the years. And uh, those Hoover skins, man, you know, once they're dead, they are dead. But, uh, tr- you know, quite a history uh, with the tire company and quite a love for uh, for racing of all types. But always good to talk to you, Pally, and uh, we wish you the best in the balance. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show soon, okay? Yep, sounds good. Thank you very much. There we go. He's heading to the pits. Elaine Michael is. want to thank Justin Bogle and Michael Locke. They uh, were also guests in hour number one of our return show as I make my return back to the airways. Didn't think I was going to get any sound out of the voice box, but man, the doctors did a wonderful job of making it happen. Let's take a look at some of the rec- uh, results from Moto- Motocross, the Washugo round, if you will. 450 results. It was Marvin Muskin in third, Kenny Roxon in second, uh, who continues to amaze me and Eli Tomac in first in the 450s. 250 results had Justin Cooper in third, Adam C. and Cirillo in second, and Dylan Fernandez in, uh, in first place. So nice job there. Uh, hopefully we'll get some results from the Czech Republic here coming up. I know Roman finished in first there, but I'll see if I can pick up the results from the balance. Coming up, our number two of the program, and that's around the corner, by the way. Rodney Smith and Cooper McDonald are going to be joining us as we continue to uh, recognize and salute uh, Carlin Dunn, who uh, lost his life at Pikes Peak uh, just uh, a few short days ago. And that has put a suspension, by the way, on uh, future racing of motorcycles on Pikes Peak for the balance of 2020. Uh, anyway, we're looking forward to talking to you uh, in our next hour. Scott Casper, Freddie Kunekamp, Tony Wink, uh, P.J. Duran, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, and each and every one of you. This is an Evergreen Podcast production. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning or have never even heard of paddle or padel as it's called in North America. This is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!